How you entrepreneurs, today we have Jacob Harmon. He is a web designer and the co-founder of Success Quest. Uh, in this podcast, we really go over the idea of kind of how he built his platform from the ground up. He first started doing building websites as a kind of a favor and slowly started expanding, expanding, and then learning how to, to price it out, learning that true value. For anyone listening right now that's trying to build a brand and kind of going from the beginning stages to the next, this story could really help you out and and help you maybe figure out the value that you're offering. Please subscribe, please share, and tell your friends. Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm gonna show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with real estate agent Vinny SD. He is a website designer, in essence, right? That's correct. Yeah, I'm happy to be, happy to be here. Perfect. Well, so tell me a little about the design business, website design. How does that – what brought you to this business? Yeah, um, I mean if, I, if we want to go way back, I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit. I've always had this itch kind of to just do my own thing. Um, but the great thing about design is, and especially web design, is it's a perfect intersection of the arts and then also the computer science part of things, the more technical. And that's that was kind of a perfect place for me because I'm I'm very much an artsy type of person, but also a very technical person. And so it, it just kind of was the perfect field for me to go into. So at a young age, were you always like technical? Were you always? Yeah, I mean, I was always the the kid that was helping my mom with the computer, right? So she would, she'd be trying to format a Word document or something, even the very simple things. And I was always the one that was like, oh, yeah, you just press this button and do this thing. And so it, it just always came easy to me. And I do have a degree in computer science and a degree in Spanish. And so I've kind of always just steered towards the technical side and web design was just a perfect, perfect place to, to use those skills. All right, Jacob, I have to ask, how old are you? So I'm 25. Um, and so I'm, I'm still pretty young. I recently graduated college and we'll probably get a little more into this, but this web design company that I've built actually got me through college debt free, which is one of my, my most proud accomplishments is the fact that I was able to support myself through college and get through it debt free. So, well, the reason why I ask about how old you are is it seems like I, I see it these days where I see young kids that are like building website to the age of like 11 and yeah. I'm just like like so you're talking about you helped your mother out I wonder have you looked at like your kids today and seen how fast they've grown or yeah and it's a little bit scary I mean just from a competition standpoint <laughs> um whenever you're doing anything technical the younger generation is just growing up with these things right the things that we had to learn they're growing up with and people that are way older than me would say the same thing about me that I I grew up with computers and I grew up with the internet um but now they're growing up with like mobile technology so they understand a lot of that better so yeah I mean the great thing about web design too is some, it is something that you can get into pretty early if you start to learn it. And I think it's a perfect place for a young high schooler or in my case in, in college, I think it's a perfect type of job to get you through those years. So how, like, I mean, it's going a little off topic. Oh, no worries. <laughs> being, being that 
you mean the younger people are growing faster. I mean, they're getting the knowledge base faster. And what you're saying in essence is the older you get, the more competition, the smarter competition you're going to have over the years. So how do you kind of work past that? <laughs> no, honestly, I, I haven't got there yet. So I'm okay. not, I'm not 100% sure. But I think I think you have to be on top of it. It's an industry that's ever evolving. I mean, if you look at the history of design in and of itself, um, it's it's kind of like a pendulum. It swings back and forth and, and styles go in, things go in and out of style. There's different things that are, um, current. And so you have to be on top of design trends, but then you also have to be on top of the technology because it's changing very quickly. Um, if you look at a website that was built just 10 years ago, it already looks incredibly outdated. Uh, I mean, we're in 2019 right now. So if you look at a website that was built back in 2009, it looks old. If you look at something that was built in the 1990s, it looks ancient. <laughs> and before that, there really wasn't much of a web, right? And the the web is relatively new. And so it's it's a really fast-paced industry. Of really, it changes every day. And so you do have to be on top of it. You have to be willing to learn quickly and know kind of where things are headed and where things are going. All right. So this is going to be a very kind of, I guess, maybe geeky question. But so you're building off the website off of like the central layout, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And the design of it is built off this, this main page, right? This homepage. Right. right? So as, as you're saying it, it gets archaic over time. How do you fight against that? Is it, is it you, do you have to change out the whole layout or is it just small tweaks to the page that you're doing or. Yeah. a, A little bit of both. Um, the preferable method is to have it be ever evolving and ever changing. And that is important for a couple reasons. One of them being SEO, which is search engine optimization, uh, search engines like Google, they love to see that a website is current and that it's constantly changing. If there hasn't been a change to a website in months or even years, then they, they look at that as a, a stagnant site, a site that really isn't evolving, and then their their ranking will go down. So you want to be changing constantly, one, for the search engine, but two, to keep it up to date and keep it fresh. Um, So I usually recommend to my clients that we do some sort of maintenance contract where um, they're either continuously creating content, whether that be blogs or in, I mean, you're doing podcasts right now. That's a great way to keep a website current. Um, any type of reoccurring content is great, but then also that we look at the site periodically, whether that be every couple months or at least once a year to see if there's any design changes we need to make, if we need to make it look prettier, if we need to make some adjustments just because a new style is in trend. All right. So let's get back to, to you. We, I kind of got off topic a little bit. <laughs> no worries. So, so you're that, you're that kid that was helping your mom out with a computer. Right. And what's next? You went to went to school. I was like, I know what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a designer. I'm gonna be a web designer. No, it didn't. Oh. It didn't happen like that at all. It, it was a little more organic than that. Um, I, I didn't. I mentioned that I've always had this entrepreneurial itch, and when I was in high school. I tried to start my own company selling wind turbines and solar solar panels. Oh my god! So <laughs> I I actually I called up a manufacturer and everything, and I was really excited. I didn't sell one thing. 
not one <laughs> not one product. And part of that was probably because I was a teenager. The other part was I didn't have a lot of business experience. I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, but one of the things that did come out of that is I built my first website because I built a website for myself. Uh, as a teenager, I was I, I just wanted to figure it out, so I kind of played around and got a website up there. It wasn't great. <laughs> if I had that website up right now, I'd probably be a little bit embarrassed about it. Uh, but I, I, I learned so much from that experience and that's kind of where I was like, Oh, I can build a website. Like I can put anything on the internet with this, this skill that I've learned on my own. And so that's when I started kind of playing around with it. I ended up building a website for my parents' business and they referred me to a friend and it kind of started organically like that. And it wasn't even necessarily supposed to be a business from the start, but it turned into that. And so I finally got an LLC and got more and more and more clients. And now I constantly am making at least two or three websites at a time. Sometimes I have to turn people down because I just don't have time. So if you could look back at that first, well, I guess, the first, the first one you built that wasn't yours, right? Uh -huh. Compared to what you're charging now, I'm assuming <laughs> it's gone up, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I didn't pay, I didn't charge my parents at all. I was just like, hey, I'll, I'll build you a site, and obviously the one from myself. And uh, it, that from there, it kind of was like family and friends, and it was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll charge you a couple hundred bucks or whatever, and How did you charge your value. <laughs> Sorry, you what? Value? How did you figure out the value of what you would charge? Honestly, I think that's probably one of the hardest things that I've had to face in my in my business. And I still am not entirely sure if I'm charging the right amount, if I should charge more. Sometimes I feel like I am charging a little too little because oftentimes I'll send someone a quote and they'll say, okay. And they go, oh, wait, I could have charged more. <laughs> and so I think it's just a little bit of trial and error. And once I start getting some pushback from clients saying, oh, that's a little expensive, I think – we, we we need to look somewhere else. Then I know that I'm maybe going a little too high. You kind of just have to gauge it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of information out there on what a website designer costs. Mm. And honestly, it, it just depends because if if you're targeting small business owners, sometimes they don't have as much money, but they also want a very simple website. Uh, if you're targeting large enterprise com customers they have a huge budget for building their website, but it's also going to be incredibly complex and very time consuming. So it, it depends on who you want to target. Most of what I've done is small business owners. Uh, a lot of it is just because that's, I relate with them since I'm a small business owner myself. Uh, but I have done a few larger sites um, with ongoing maintenance contracts that have brought in probably the majority of my profit. So, so you kind of have to weigh that. How do you compete against, um, do-it-yourself websites. I know that's something in the, in the real estate field that, that we have to deal with, where it's like these 1% uh, brokerages and so on and so forth. So it's constantly mm -hmm. the idea of having some sort of value that offsets it. What about yourself? How do you look into that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of web builders out there. And to be honest, sometimes I recommend them. Mm. Um, what, what I always tell my clients, and I, I'm very much the type of person that says, hey, I don't want to just sell you my services unless they're going to really help you, you know? So I'll sit down with, a, with some people in the consultation and be like, you know what, for what you're doing, it's probably okay for you just to go sign up for Squarespace or Wix and build yourself something, right? 
especially if they if they have a very very small budget they can't really afford to to pay a web designer and maybe what they're doing isn't necessarily at a point where they need a full-fledged website um so i i i think that those those web builders actually do have their place uh but that being said there's also a lot of things that those web builders can't offer um a lot of that is custom uh customization um you're usually looking at templates if you're using something like Weebly or Wix or uh, even WordPress, which is a lot more powerful. Um, if you're if you're just going into it on your on your own, you're usually looking at a pretty s- static template to start with. So if they want something custom, that's one thing. Then the other thing is just having someone do it for you <laughs> is incredibly valuable. Sometimes, if you're a business owner and you're busy. Sometimes it's great to just have someone that you can call and say, hey, I need this change done on my website. Thank you. Bye. And it takes you a f- five seconds to give them a phone call instead of three or four hours making the change. So oftentimes it's it's just a matter of, of time too. All right. So so you got into the business because you were just getting – your parents were giving you business. Your family members were giving you business. Business was coming easy to you. And you, <laughs> your competition, you've already come to the realization that sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. There has to yep. be some kind of hurdles that you've had to overcome. No, absolutely. There are definitely hurdles. I think one of the biggest things was um, reaching out beyond the family and friends. Because uh, one, one of the problems that you have when you're selling to family and friends is, and, and it's nothing against them, it's just you you feel an obligation to charge less because mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, well, it's a friend of the family. It's someone I know. Um, and you, you kind of feel like you have to be at their beck and call. And so what, that's one of the hardest things that's been for me is a lot of my clients have been in my inner circle and I've kind of been trying to get out of that a little bit, do a little more marketing and do a little more reaching out to get people that, that are going to only know me for a business relationship. Uh, that way, when I'm at a family reunion, somebody's not asking me to make a change on their website, you know? <laughs> so do you still take on uh, family and friends now? Sometimes. Uh, I am a little bit more uh, reserved about doing it, though. I found that some of the clients that demand my most time are some of the clients that are paying me the least. <laughs> and so I, I'm trying to get as far away from that as possible, but th- that doesn't mean that I don't do it, um, especially if they're working on something that I'm pretty excited about or passionate about. Uh, I'm more than happy to help them out. One of the things I've, I've realized over the years is as soon as someone tells you they're going to be your easiest client, they're probably going to be one of your hardest yeah, yeah, and I I don't mind helping people. I I enjoy helping people, but at the same time, I only have so many hours in a day, right? And so, some of so that how, time I want to spend with my my own wife and, and kids. So. <laughs> so, how did you come to the, how did you come to the realization, or or who walked you through it? Hey, you know what? I have to venture out, family or friends. I have to actually find new clients. Was that just an epiphany by yourself, or is that? Yeah, I think mostly it was. It's just something that kind of I've been thinking about. But also, uh, talking with my wife, I mean, we have conversations a lot because it's something that has been a part of our family. We'll have conversations just like, hey, do you notice that so-and-so calls you a lot, like constantly? And 
it's one of the things they've also found is sometimes I become tech support too. I built their website, but now they're wondering like how to format a word document or send an email. I'm like, uh. so anyways, I think talking to her too, she's like, yeah, I think if, if you notice the people that are paying the most are actually some of your easiest clients, the ones that you sign a contract and you build a site for them and they're happy with it. You know, do you remember that first client that you were actually say, I can't take your business? Um, yeah, I, I do actually. Um, and it, it was a hard conversation, but I think, I think they understood because I was just, I basically told them that I just don't have time right now, which was true. I had so many projects and, and to my own fault, sometimes I put my, I try to get so many projects going and I, I bring them to me. In fact, I'm, I'm building my own my own podcast now we're working on websites like i'm doing so many things and i spread myself thin and it's partly my own fault but i just i just like working on things so success uh, quest podcast by the way anyone listening success quest podcast that's right and so i, I just always have my hands in so many things so at least i have a valid excuse if, if i don't want to work on something i tell people hey look i'm just too busy right now like i have X number of websites I'm working on. I have this going on. I have this going on and I just can't take on something else. And it's always true. <laughs> do, do you think you would, when you first started your first website, I guess for your, yourself and then when you did for your mom, did you think you'd ever get to this point where you would not have enough time to? Um, honestly, I probably never really thought about it. Uh, okay. But just my personality, I think even if I wasn't building websites, no matter what I was doing, I'm the type of person that just likes to be busy. And so it's almost my hobby. Just if if, if I don't have something to do, I go and build another business or or, or do another thing on the side. And so I, I feel like it's just in my nature. And no matter what, that's how I was going to end up. Uh even if, even if my wife sometimes isn't a huge fan. <laughs> well, you seem like you, you you have a lot of passion for for the technology. At least from I do. Our conversation, you know, do you think that's a, a big key to your success? Is by having a passion and just wanting to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think no matter who you are and what you do, having passion makes a big difference. Because if you don't have passion for something. I, I mean, you can, you can do it for your whole life. Even you can make a living doing something you don't enjoy or don't have passion about, but it's not going to be nearly as enjoyable. And I think part of the success that I've had building websites is the fact that I have so much passion for, for technology and making things work. If let's say, okay, now this is going to go towards your competition, future competition here tomorrow. What kind of advice would you give that 17 year old kid? It's looking to start getting into this business, building out websites. What kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, my advice would be find a client, anyone, yourself, your mom, whoever, because then you're you're working on a portfolio and you're working on a project that's going to teach you skills. Uh, even if you're not making money, uh, I might even recommend to some people, reach out to a few people and say, hey, look, I'll build your website for free. I'll build it for free because I want to learn and I want to build a real life project that I can tell other people about. Uh, 
And I think that's the very best thing you can do because once you have a portfolio, then you can approach a, a more prestigious client, someone who who is actually going to pay you more money. And you can say, hey, look at what I did over here. Here's the results that I created for them. And you can actually sell yourself. It's, it's, a, it's a hard business. It's almost a chicken and an egg scenario when you don't have any work because you have no, you have no proof that you've done anything and that you can even build a website. So I'd say number one, Find someone, even if it's a family member or a friend or yourself, build something. Just go and do it. That way you're learning. Hmm, makes sense. Well, what, so what's up? What's next for, for yourself, your company, your podcast? What's next, Jacob? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to figure that out, too. <laughs> I think that's part of the fun of this life is just uh, trying to figure things out. And I'd say with my web design company, I, I kind of want to get to the point where it's not just me. Um, I'd like to maybe teach someone else or bring someone else on who knows how to build sites and start expanding a little bit. Because uh, right now, it's literally me trading time for money, uh, which it, it's great, and I'm self-employed, and, and, and that's awesome. But there, there's a limit to what I can do with my time. And so I'd like to eventually start expanding, maybe hire, hiring some people or, or training someone else to build websites and having them build them under me. Uh, that's kind of the next step for the web design business. And I mean, for the podcast, we just started, we, we recently started this podcast and it's just me and another friend of mine that does business talking about business and uh, right now we're just working on growing our audience, getting more people listening, and eventually we'll see where that goes. So, What was the idea about building the podcast? Yeah, so it started with um, my my friend. He posted on Facebook and he said, hey, to all my fellow business owners out there, let's let's – chat sometime. I'd like you to take, I'd like to take you to lunch. And so I went to lunch with him and he started a little, uh, business group. It was just three or four of us, uh, business owners. And we just got together once a month to talk about our businesses and to, to kind of throw, throw things around, talk about marketing, talk about clients. And it was kind of like a support group for entrepreneurs. And from there we, we, we just started talking about it and we're like, Hey, like, we could record these conversations because there's a lot of value in our conversations about business and we could record them and share them with the world. And so that's kind of where the podcast started. Uh, originally it was uh, three of us and now, now there's just two of us, uh, but we're also bringing on people for interviews and stuff. So that's kind of where it started and we're just enjoying the journey. So that's awesome right there. Well, what's the best platform that they can find you on? What's uh, the best avenue that can find you for your website and then also for uh, the podcast? Yeah, LinkedIn is probably the best place. I'm pretty active on there. Uh, so if you just search for Jacob Harmon on LinkedIn, I should pop up. Uh, and I'll send you the link if you want to throw it in the show notes. For my websites, my my website is www.harmonsdesign.com. And our podcast is mysuccessquest.com. So people can kind of check us out at those places. Well, Jacob, thank you for your time. You know, it, I know it might sound like it was an easy flow from kind of helping your mom <laughs> to actually building a company. You know what? I, I, I don't know. I think for myself, too, one of the difficult parts is once you switch over from family members and friends and then kind of strangers, knowing your values, you know, it, it's a pretty big struggle because you got to yeah. – 
you have family to support. So it's <laughs> you gotta balance that out. So no, I, I, I fully understand where you're coming from and I appreciate you telling your story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just one last thing. It's it's not as easy as it sounds. I feel like we live in a world where you see the results um, yeah. on on Facebook and social media. You see people posting about, oh, I have this successful business. I have this going on. I have this. People posting pictures in front of Ferraris, things like that. But what you don't see is all the failures. And what yeah. you don't see is all the hard work that it takes to get to that position. And I mean, it's been a fun journey. And I, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. So I've enjoyed it. But that doesn't mean it hasn't been hard. And there's a lot of work that goes into creating success. So well, thanks again, Jacob. Um, everyone listening, please subscribe, please share. Uh, listen to Jacob's podcast. If you need any website design, take a look at his platform. Follow him on LinkedIn. I know I'm going to follow him on LinkedIn. And thanks again, Jacob. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Vinny. For having me, Vinny. For having me, Vinny. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.vinnysd.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. Team Vinny SD, signing off.